Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 168, which we are recording on Tuesday, June 5th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's another beautiful day in Santa Cruz. Absolutely it's gorgeous. already June, which is a shock to the system. And Santa Cruz knows it's summertime already. And we are getting some sunny days. So very sunny. We're happy about sunny that. Warm. <laughs> so on this sunny day, what are you wearing? I have my little February lady sweater over a t-shirt. And it's almost too warm to be wearing it. But I wanted to put something on to record. <laughs> <laughs> so the February lady sweater is a pattern that I have knit several times. It is by Pamela Wynn. It is very popular on Ravelry. There are currently over 13,000 projects of the February Lady Sweater. It's a free pattern, top-down, fairly basic, which I think is one of the reasons why there are so many projects. That and the fact that you can do so much with this pattern because there are people that have turned it into a long sleeve cardigan as written it's a three-quarter length sleeve sweater or like the version that i made that i'm currently wearing it's basically a teeny tiny february lady sweater because <laughs> i made mine short sleeves and i had exactly one skein of miss babs yowza to knit it in so the sweater is only as long as I had yarn for. When I ran out of yarn, that was it. It was bind off time. <laughs> it was bind off time. And I call it teeny tiny because it is short. It's a layering piece for me. So I wear it over a longer t-shirt or a longer top. And it's layered in that way because this is the short outer layer. And then the t-shirt is the longer under layer. It's super cute. It's, it's really much shorter cute. than anything she normally wears, and I think it looks really cute on you. Oh, thank that, you. That, that type of layer is adorable. Thank you. Yeah, I really like it, and every time it's one of those ones that every time I pull it out, I think, oh, I should wear this more often. <laughs> so that is the February Lady Sweater by Pamela Wynn, and it is a free pattern on Ravelry. How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? So before I get to what I'm wearing... You know how every time Charlene and I record, there's some kind of weird <laughs> knitting thing that we have in common. And she opened her door and I saw her February lady sweater and I started laughing and I said, I've been stocking the fitted pullover February lady sweater, which is another free version of the pattern as a pullover written by Amy Herzog. And I didn't actually write it down in my stocking section, even though I almost did. But so she I had to mention it. I had just it. yesterday, literally, because... <laughs> I'm shopping for yarn, and I was looking at different patterns for mm -hmm. DK weight yarn. And even though it's written for worsted, it would work with DK. Right. So. And I have to say that the pullover version is a pattern that has been in and out of my queue so many times I can't say and I really just should get over it and knit it. <laughs> well, when we did our exercise with which sweaters do you wear the most, Mine were DK pullovers, and if I knit that as a DK weight sweater, I think I would wear it yeah. all the time. It's so. very lacy. The bottom skirt of the sweater, it, 
It's knit in, I think the original pattern is knit in garter, garter stitch yeah, on the, the top. top. The version that I'm wearing currently, I changed that to stockinette. But the garter on the top is the yoke. And then after you separate for the sleeves, it turns into a lace pattern. So I think it would be really cute in a worsted or DK weight. Yeah, the pullover Lacy. version is all lace. Oh, it's all over oh, lace. Oh, it is all mm-hmm. over. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't it's really remember. cute. Okay. But what am I wearing? What Actually, I wearing? left my hand knit at home, no. dashed out the door, and left my fading point wrap by Hohi Locatelli at home. It is finished and it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. It is enormous, but it's wearable. I wore it. We went out on Friday. Charlene and I went and met up with Barb and Tracy from the Two Knitlet Chicks and Laura, who is Laura Knits PA, who is is in town visiting on vacation. So we got to meet her in person. It was very exciting. And I brought my fading point to show off to everybody and wore it until I got too warm. And it was very wearable. So I'm very pleased with how it turned out. And I wanted to go over the five yarns that were all from Stash that worked perfectly for the fade. So I had planned these yarns as a fade, intending to use them on a sweater project. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually glad I didn't because I wouldn't have been able to use all of the yarn in a sweater because it was almost 2,000 yards of yarn. And And did you use all of the yarn? Almost. I would say I used between 80 and 85% of all five skeins. Oh, interesting. So it's a lot of yardage. Interesting. A lot of yardage. And you can take the leftover and just use it and make a hat. Make a, a hat. and hat. I'm definitely going to use it in my sock yarn blanket. Oh, yeah. And well, you'll probably use it all for that. Then. Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking about making minis to share with friends, too, mm-hmm. with the leftovers. So the yarns that I used, I started with Luna Fiber Arts Saltwater Taffy, which is a darker pink with a little bit of variegate tonal variegation in it then i moved on to plymouth happy feet in the colorway lipstick which is very similar in tone but has more pink variegation with some speckles then i moved into candy skein her luscious fingering which is merino cashmere nylon blend in her cherry blossom mochi colorway at that point the pink is getting even lighter with different color speckles and then I went into Madeline Tosh 801010, which is their merino cashmere nylon blend in a carnation colorway, which is a very pretty pastel baby pink, no speckles. So the pinks are getting lighter and then there's no speckle in that section. And then the last color I used is by Shaggy Bear Farms. It didn't have a colorway name, but it was a more natural base with pink speckles and other color speckles in it too. So it goes from a very dark pink up to lighter, lighter, lighter into a natural with pink speckles. And it looks so pretty. I am so happy with how it turned out. I'm really overjoyed by how beautiful it is. And it's it's a gorgeous project. Isn't it pretty? Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of it. It's so pretty. It makes me want to knit one. (laughs) I knew she was going to say that on Friday when I brought it. I was packing it into the car and I thought, Charlene's going to want to knit this. (laughs) But it's a fun knit too because I think I've described it on the podcast before, but just a recap, you knit two halves. You knit from the end in towards the center as a rectangle, and it starts out like a triangular shawl almost, and then you do increases until you get to the width of the rectangle, and then you knit even to keep the rectangular shape, 
And as you're going, you're doing garter stitch and then sections of lace and garter and lace. And in the garter is where you're fading to the different colors. And then you end with a triangular end on each rect rectangle and you join them together in this cool origami-like way <laughs> to then knit the smaller triangles that fill in the center of the wrap. So it was a really fun knit. It's one of those that keeps you energized to keep going because first you're starting and you're excited to be starting. And then next you're excited because you're going on to the first lace section. And then you're excited because you're changing to the next color. And then you're excited because there's more lace. I mean, everything, <laughs> you're constantly doing something else. Yeah. So there's always, to me, there was always like incentive. Oh, got to do the next part. Oh, got to do the next part. So it was a fun knit, very motivational knit Yay. in that way. So Really highly recommend the pattern. It was super fun, and I'm really happy with all five of those yarns and how they work together. Yay. And one of the yarns Gail used for her fading point wrap was a skein from Candy Skein, who just happens to be our sponsor for the month of June. Candy Skein is an artisan yarn and craft company that carries a wide variety of delectable yarns for today's knitters with three exclusive bases including their new 100% Merino DK weight and dozens of beautiful colorways to choose from, you'll be hard-pressed to resist these woolen treats. Try a taste of the popular new colorway Taro Milk Tea or a sample from the Fairy Tale Picnic set now available in single skeins of fanciful colorways like Phoenix Fireball, Gnome Nuts, and Pixie Sticks. They also recently opened their new division, Candy Skein Designs, and released their first sock pattern called To The Point, which you can find on Ravelry. And if you're looking for additional yarn and craft items, make sure to check out their enamel pins, cross-stitch patterns, needles, and art prints. For more information on their wonderful products, visit their website at www.candyskein.com. During this month, they're offering Yarniacs listeners 15% off their entire orders by using the code I, I'm a Yarniac during checkout. I'll repeat that. I'm a Yarniac. I M A Y A R N I A C. <laughs> <laughs> Offer ends July 1st. Thank you very much, yes, Candy Skein. thank Skane. you, Candy Skein, Tammy <laughs> and Kurt. And those princess, not princess, picnic fairy tale colorways are so pretty. When she was here for her trunk show a little over a year ago now, she had those colorways with her. And I have Phoenix Fireball in my stash waiting for the right project. Pixie Stick I got and I used right away when I went to Hawaii. I used it in a oh, wrap. Okay. I remember I want that more wrap. of that colorway for sure. That one is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Harpy Hot Chocolate I purchased <laughs> twice. So I've used at least three colors from that series. And yeah. they're just beautiful. And you had Rebel Princess Pop Rocks or something like that? I Yes. That's from the Star Wars series. She has oh. a Star Wars oh, series. Oh, I thought it was also from the picnic. <laughs> the Rebel Princess picnic. Is yeah. Oh, that makes more princess. sense. That yeah. makes more sense. The Rebel Princess. Yeah. <laughs> the Rebel Princess. So, and of course, we highly recommend Tammy's yarns. We've used them for years and we years, are. and we love them. Yes, I have quite a stash of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> 
So what have you been stalking? I'm stalking a couple of things, and I'm willing to bet that you're stalking the first one that I mentioned. <laughs> I think we're probably stalking at least two in common based on our, our likes. I'm predicting. Which, the first one I'm stalking is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli that was just released recently on Ravelry called Like a Cloud. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so the description of Like a Cloud is a loose, cozy cardigan. And she uses, Hohi uses a fuzzy yarn. She uses two yarns held together. One of them is a Shibui mohair and silk blend and the other one is an alpaca and merino blend and she holds the yarns together to equal a fingering weight yarn both those yarns are more of a lacy weight yarn and the mohair silk blend as expected is a little fuzzy so the sweater is Softly fuzzy, I guess I should say. It has an aura of it. Yes, it does. It has a nice little halo to it. And so I haven't figured out if I want to follow suit and knit it in something fuzzy like that, or if I want to change it up and knit it in something smoother without the fuzz. But the loose cardigan, as she calls it, has an all-over texture, it's open front, and it's fairly oversized. It's got drop shoulders, and Hohi often wears her sweaters pretty oversized anyway. So this one, in, in addition to just being oversized styled, she has the sleeves knit a little long too, so that they're kind of bunching up on her wrists. Mm -hmm. And it definitely exudes that word cozy that she uses to describe it. It looks like a cozy house sweater that you'd pull on with um, anything. With, yeah, like t-shirt pants or yoga pants or mm -hmm. something that you just cuddle up in. So maybe I want something soft and fuzzy. I really haven't decided. I've been on the fence back and forth about that one just because sometimes the fuzzy yarns caused me to sneeze. So we'll see. Yeah, we were decided. We were debating this on the ride up to visit everybody on Friday. And like Charlene said, those fuzzy yarns, every time I knit with mohair, it feels like it's sticking to me and it irritates my eyes. And I sneeze. <laughs> my eyes especially get really irritated. And we were walking through a verb for keeping warm, which is a yarn store in Berkeley. And I was touching all of the lace weight yarns because I was trying to see what yarn I might want to use. And I reached out to feel one and it was really soft. And I thought, oh, I really like this. And I went to pick it up and instantly my eyes started bugging me. And I looked down and sure enough, it was 85% mohair. And oh, I thought, oh, well, that eliminates the yeah. possibility of meaning like a cloud in a mohair yarn, yeah, which makes definitely. me a little bit sad, but... Hmm. Charlene recommended looking for an alpaca. I'm not, sorry, um, an angora lace weight yarn. Yeah, since you seem to be able yeah. to wear angora. So I'm going to have to do a we'll little have to see. Yeah, do some research, see if that even exists mm -hmm. anywhere. Exactly. And then the second thing I'm stocking is a sweater from Elizabeth Doherty called Latitude, which I also suspect Gail Absolutely. may be stocking. <laughs> 
This one is a striped A-line pullover with, let's see, I'm going to try to find it on Ravelry, also with drop shoulders or drop sleeves. And it has a really interesting striping sequence that kind of grows. The stripes get wider as you go towards the hemline of the sweater. And then the sleeves are knit, I guess, in a reverse. Whatever color you stripe with on the body is used as the solid or the main color, I should mm -hmm. call it on the sleeves although it looks like the stripes don't change size on the sleeves but it's kind of got a little color inversion thing going on and the stripes get bigger i really like the striping sequence it it, it grabs me yeah i like, I like the it. sample the sample is knit in a neutral and a mustardy yellow it's really nice the Pattern pictures are very attractive are. for those who like the lifestyle photos. <laughs> very attractive, but the sweater is what really grabs me. It does look like another one of those kind of sweaters that I could live in. So I have been shopping for yarn for that. Yes. As yet, I have not picked anything for sure. The yarn that the sample is knit in is a fingering weight yarn that's called Kruby, and it is 75% merino, 25% cotton. So I'm trying to honor that fiber content and look for something that has maybe a little cotton or some alternative fiber to 100% wool. And that yarn might be more coast. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I say that because I brought my coast color cards over today to have Charlene give me some help choosing colors for Latitude. I'm debating between a couple different stripe sequences, whether it be red and pink, because those are colors of fall, or navy and light blue because navy is a color of fall. Mm -hmm. So it will definitely have at least one color of fall in it, but I haven't quite settled <laughs> on what color it's going to be. And the coast is definitely the yarn that I seem to default to for summer knitting. So we'll see. Yeah, it's been a couple summers in a row that I've knit with it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Charlene's frowning because Nani when I got here, Charlene opened Nani's cage so Nani could get out. Yet Nani is choosing to stay in the cage. At no, the... she's underneath now. Oh, she's under. She's underneath, scratching at the underneath. <laughs> oh, so it's not inside the cage. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Because I thought she was at the bottom of the inside of the cage, no. and I thought, why would she choose to be in the cage? Oh, no. But she's now actually it makes more out sense. digging and burrowing and making. <laughs> little tent structures with the newspaper. <laughs> I shall go see to her in a minute. But I do want to mention, okay, so that was Latitude by Elizabeth Doherty. The third thing I'm stocking is a pattern by Hiroko Fukatsu of Hitofude fame. And this one is called Lad Alice. Oh, I haven't seen that. This one is a short sleeve pullover with contiguous sleeves, a scoop neck, 
and gathers in the back that are really cool. It is slightly longer in the back. It's very flowing, very feminine. I probably will have to make it in something with a little bit of silk or a little bit of linen to get that nice drape in the back. Because the back is absolutely gorgeous. I'm bringing up a, a large oh, picture. Oh, show, I have Daniel. seen that. <laughs> it's got the little gathers, and the little gathers kind of start about the natural waist, and they're in a little bit of a scoop shape, which... It's nice. It's, it's more the same. Yeah, it's the same scoop shape as the neckline. So I, it's got that nice and the hem. shape. Yes. Exactly. So you've got that repeating shape all through it. I, I quite like it. I like it a lot. That is Alice by Hiroku Fugatsu. What have you been stalking, Gail? So in addition to Like a Cloud and Latitude, I was yesterday, like I said, looking at the February Lady Sweater pullover version. And then the other one that I actually wrote down is something that I'm stalking freshly. And this hasn't even been around that long but it is the Bride by the Sea Shawl by Jen Sheelan. And I'm stocking it again because Laura brought hers last Friday to show us. And it is stunning. It is a crescent shaped shawl that used the majority of three skeins of yarn. And there are lace kind of chevrony sections and her colors were just gorgeous. She used a gray, a light turquoise, and then a kind of natural speckled yarn and it was just so pretty and I'd been stocking it already and I even mentioned that I wanted to use three different yarns that have pink in them two of which are from Jen Sheelan herself so I need to still do the exercise to soak the yarns that have pink in them with some mucilan or other kind of wool wash and see if they're going to bleed because one of the colors I want to use is natural and I don't want those pinks to bleed on the natural so I will eventually do that exercise, and if the yarns aren't going to bleed, I'm going to cast on Bride by the Sea. Yay! So those are the things I'm stocking. Okay. So what are you knitting? In my hands right now, I have my Divi poncho, Yay. which is an old friend from last summer, which had <laughs> been put away and forgotten in the box of projects and things that get buried <laughs> but i knew it was there and i knew i wanted to finish it again it just wasn't something that i was into working on over the winter but the light fabric as i mentioned it's knit and coast and it's perfect for summer knitting it's perfect for summer wearing and i think this light poncho slash wrap is going to be perfect for putting over t-shirts and i think it's actually a kind of something that i could wear to work easily too oh, when sure. it's cold yeah, yeah. in the or chillier in the mornings i should say and then by noon the layer comes off <laughs> it's such an easy on easy off layer yeah really exactly is. exactly and the divvy poncho is a very it's a it's a smaller poncho it's not a big poncho and it's got a bit of a cowl neck that just drapes very loose and very open it's not a tight turtleneck kind of cowl it's just a, a very loose neck and the original is knit in 
one color and I am I think mine is gonna turn out a little stripy. I've knit a large section of the body in a light gray. I just started on a dark gray and I've got a little bit of a light purpley, maybe a pinkish purple that I'm going to use after that. So I'm gonna finish it off with a little bit of color. And I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I hope I can finish it this summer. <laughs> you know, the grays in that match Nani very well. Nani oh, is sitting on the chair behind Shirley. true, they do. The, huh? Yeah. My, get my African gray yarn on. Exactly. <laughs> she knit it to match her bird. Yes. So that is Divi. And it is pattern by Jumper Cables? Yeah, I think I so. I believe. Yep. Let me double check that. Yes, by Jumper Cables. The second thing that I have been knitting is called The Easy One by Hohi Locatelli. And that is a very basic, and as the name suggests, easy, boxy style sweater that Hohi wrote the pattern without short rows, without, well, she made it, to be as simple a sweater as possible. You start out with a rectangle and it really doesn't get much more complicated than that. As I said, it's without short rows, but somehow it manages to work. <laughs> I am not knitting mine quite as oversized as the sample and I knit mine again in the coast so it's going to be a very light summer sweater but somehow i goofed up on the bottom hem so i need to put that on the needles again and re-knit it the coast yarn is so light that i don't know if the way i knit the hem is going to work i often knit my boxy sweaters with a split hem whether the pattern calls for it or not. And so I did that on this sweater also. But like I said, the yarn is so light that it's flipping up. And I did wash the sweater and very lightly block it. It didn't really need to be blocked. Mostly I needed just to lay it flat. And then the fabric is so light that when I put it outside, it dried in about 10 minutes because wow. <laughs> it's been warm and the yeah. fabric is very light and that really didn't do much to stop the fabric from flipping up so I don't know if going back and reblocking it and pinning it would help I suspect it's just one of the characteristics that I'm going to have to learn to deal with when I work with a yarn that is not 100% wool and is not and is so light mm -hmm. doesn't have any weight yes to hold exactly down. exactly so I thought of a couple of things I'm going to put it back on the needles possibly just re-knit the hem with no split so that the hem is just as written circular hem as is I thought about putting some short rows in to make the back a circular back so that the bottom and the back is a little bit longer but 
Keeping in the spirit of the no short rows, I think all I'm going to do is just keep keep the hem circular and I might just knit part of the back a little bit longer and see if that works. I don't know. We shall see. I mean, without the split. Basically, I, I even thought about sewing it together, but it's it's totally not worth it. I'm just, it's only an inch or so of ribbing, so I'm just going to put it back on the needles, re-knit it, and see how it goes. Good luck. Yeah. And the other thing I, I thought that I could do, too, if it continues to persist and continues to flip up, I could always, the yarn is so light, I could double strand the hem, which oh, that's true. would make that mm -hmm. work. Give it some more hips. Yes, exactly. So, haven't decided, but it's an easy fix. So that's the easy one by Hohi Locatelli. And I should mention that she has two versions of that pattern. I'm doing the fingering weight version. She also has a really chunky version, which I imagine would fly off the yeah. needles. <laughs> so those are the two things I am knitting. What are you knitting, Gail? I am knitting one thing fast and furious. <laughs> I am working on Mike's Slade sweater. And I'm very happy to say that I am on the collar which is a shawl collar, so it's not going to be trivial, but I finished picking up the stitches earlier this morning while I was waiting for some video to generate, and then I had a couple of phone meetings, so I was able to do a couple rows of the 278-stitch collar, so it's a lot of stitches on the How needle. many stitches? Like 278 mm -hmm. or something. Quite a few. So now I just have to figure out because the sweater, the placket for the button band is really, really wide on the sweater and Mike wanted it narrower. So I knit the fronts of his sweater wider to have a narrower button band. So now I have to figure out when I want to start the buttonholes because it won't be per the pattern. Because she mm -hmm. says knit two and a half inches and then you start the buttonholes oh, yeah. and I'm not going to have that right. much fabric. <laughs> so... I'm re-engineering the pattern just a bit there also. And she did something really, really unique that I'd never seen before. So by the pattern, this sweater only has three buttons and I'm instead gonna do like six or eight. He wanted buttons all the way down. The way, and the pattern's by Michelle Wang. The way she did it is at each buttonhole, you do some short rows from one side to the other and then you break your yarn or something like that and start up to the next buttonhole and you do it again and then you have these long tails at each buttonhole to reinforce the buttonholes. Oh, so that's I'd, interesting. Yeah, I'd never seen a pattern written like that's that before cool. and to read it like three times before I understood what she meant. It's like, why would you break the yarn? You know, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. I like so, that. Yeah, it's an interesting way to thoughtful. do it. Yeah. It's very thoughtful. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it that way because I'll have more <laughs> buttonholes and I don't think that would work to do it six or eight times oh, instead of you'd three. end up with too much fabric. Exactly. Yes. So I'm adapting things again. But it when I sewed the pieces together, I've okay, so I've knit all the pieces and I've seamed the sleeves, but I haven't sewn the sleeves onto the sweater yet because I didn't want all that extra fabric when I was working on the collar. But when I seamed the front and the back pieces together, I put it on Mike and it fits him perfectly. So I was very, very happy. So after I do the collar, I will have to sew on the buttons. I'll have to seam the sleeves to the body 
and then I'll have to do the minor finishing work on the pockets. So I have to seam the edges of the pockets and do a little I-cord bind off edging treatment on the edges of the pockets. So very close to being done. Today is Tuesday. It is 1.25 p.m. and we leave at 7 a.m. on Friday. Ooh. So I'm running out of time. I basically told him, I think I can get it done, but it won't be blocked. And I don't think he cares. Yeah. He has no, he doesn't <laughs> care at all if it's blocked. So he'll be wearing his sweater on the cruise unblocked. So I'm super excited. And that's all I've been knitting because I'm focused. Because you're trying I'm really focused. hard. <laughs> and that again is slayed by Michelle Wang. Okay. And I'm knitting that in. Western Sky Knits, her Polworth Silk DK, which is heavenly. I really want a sweater quantity of this for myself someday. It's on my wish list. Nice. It's really pretty. It is. What have you finished? I finished one little item. You will laugh. <laughs> the little oh. kitchen scrubby <laughs> that I was crocheting when we were sitting having mm-hmm. beverages Last Friday Friday afternoon when we met some knitting friends. So I sat there and I was crocheting and everybody was surprised that I was crocheting instead of knitting. But it's the easiest thing to crochet. And I had just changed out my kitchen towels that morning and I was changing the scrubbies. And I went to the drawer and I looked in the drawer and the first two scrubbies that were sitting there were just really ratty and really, (laughs) they were ready to be replaced. Mm -hmm. I pulled one out and one especially, it just had all these threads hanging from it because the plies on some of the yarns had broken and they're, yeah, so it was ready. It's that, that old story about the cobbler's, Children don't have shoes. Mm -hmm. The knitter who makes all the scrubbies and gives them away doesn't herself have nice scrubbies in her kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So I will if I make a few more for myself. So, and that is just a simple pattern that I have come up with to teach single crochet at, in some of my classes at the knitting store where I work. But that's the only thing I've finished. How about you, Gail? Have you finished anything? Well, finally, after two (laughs) episodes of having finished nothing. Yes, so I finished Fading Point, as I mentioned earlier. That's right. That was a big finish. That was a big finish. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of yards. Yes. And I also finally finished the Violet Waffles hat that had been sitting on my desk looking at me for about a month. you mentioned that to me. (laughs) That was a gift for our yoga teacher who is moving. She leaves... They leave in just a couple of weeks. So we had a going away party on Sunday. Therefore, I had incentive to get that finished to go with the cowl that I knit for her. And I knit both of those in Malabrigo Rios in the purple mystery colorway and gave them to her on Sunday at our little get together. And she was thrilled. She loved them. So it was very cute. So that's what I finished. Two things. So today we bring you another episode of Where Are They Now? Where Are They Now is a segment where Gail and I talk about projects past and whether (laughs) they have remained in our sweater rotation or wearing rotation or 
in use or whether they have moved on to new homes or perhaps something else has happened to them. Or been eaten by the washing machine. Yes. Who knows what could happen to <laughs> yes, nowhere. Yes, that's true. So I am going to talk about a lacy cardigan that I knit back in 2009 called Ooh. the Whisper Cardigan. It was a pattern by Hannah Fettig, and it was... It is a similarly lightweight cardigan to her featherweight cardigan, but this one not as popular. I looked up the featherweight cardigan has 9,399 projects as of today, whereas the featherweight cardigan only had 2,425 projects as of today. So not as popular but it was about the same time I think the pattern was released. This one may have been after, but nine years ago, it, it's that's when I knitted. I can't believe that it's been that long. Yeah, it's it's been, I think I knit mine about the same time period. Yeah. yeah. And the pattern was originally published in the spring 2009 Interweave Knits, which is where I I got the pattern from. And I know I wore it a, not, a lot initially for a couple of years, but it, for whatever reason, it did not have staying power in my wardrobe. I know I eventually gave it away, and I can't remember if I gave it away to a friend or if it came with me to Knockers and I found a new home I think it knockers. was Knockers. I okay. remember it being there. Okay, I look at it now, and... Yeah, the pattern doesn't do anything for me now, so I probably wouldn't choose to knit it currently. It's a very lightweight, loose, open cardigan, and, and it's lace weight yarn. It calls for lace yeah. weight yarn, so which is really lightweight. quite lovely. The fabric is quite lovely, and this one has a little bit. It's got ribbing in the back. So not quite gathered, but there is an attempt to make it less, well, there is an attempt to have it fit a little bit, I think, with that ribbing in the back. And then the beneath the ribbing, let's see, the, the ribbing occurs about the natural waist. And so there's a little bit of extra fabric on the skirt to make it a little bit flowy. But mm, I don't know why. It just Maybe I just got tired of it. I'm not really sure. The The yarn that I used was quite lovely. So perhaps I just got tired of it. <laughs> See, I remember I still have mine in rotation, although I haven't worn it in several years. But I every summer I take it back out mm -hmm. thinking I love the sweater. I'm going to wear yeah. it. And then I just don't. But yeah. I knit mine in Malabrigo lace in the, oh, it's not Little Lovelies, something like that. It's a reddish pink colorway it's really pretty so every time i see it i think oh that's so pretty and you're yeah. right the fabric is just so light and it lovely. really it's is gorgeous. i i do like lace weight fabric yeah, i have decided i definitely do i really do and it's also something the fabric is the the weight is perfect for our climate mm -hmm. in the summertime i really like it so like i said i think it's just a one of those things where your personal style evolves and changes and something that I knit, this particular garment that I knit nine years ago just did not fit 
my personal style evolution. Yeah, I so, can see that. And that's fine. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. The interesting thing is that when I looked it up, I started thinking, whatever happened to Hannah Fedick? Because she used to have a lot of designs coming out regularly. Now, it, I did look at her design her designs on Ravelry, and it does seem like she is designing less these days. The interesting thing is that one of her last designs called Harborside, it looks like it could have been a sweater that she designed back then. It does. Because it has the same open front, loose collars, very open front, and large that fold over. I don't know what you call them. It's as if you knit a cardigan, as if you just knit the fronts really long, like you were going to knit them long enough maybe to be double-breasted, but then you just drop them. And the, so it's got this long collar that droops down in front. And it's really pretty, but it looks almost exactly the same sort of style is something that she it knit is. Yeah. back then. So it's interesting. Her, it's, a, it's her personal you can look style. look at it and say that's yes, a Hannah exactly, design. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I was leading toward, that you can really see her own personal style in that. So it's very interesting. The one that I'm looking at is a pattern that was released in March called Harborside. And it is a worsted white cardigan with the open fronts that just kind of fold over and yeah so interesting yeah she's not been as productive as she was during that time period i'm sure she's doing other things <laughs> well I re if i remember correctly she had a yarn base that came out for a while too oh okay but that was several years ago now. Hmm. yeah i haven't i didn't really follow up beyond just looking at the patterns so i am actually going to revisit two patterns that were knit right at the same time. So okay. when we first started podcasting, there were two sweaters that I was stocking and planning, and then I started knitting right after we started recording. And they were Emilien, which is the sweater that I knit for Mike that he wears every morning. So where is it now? It's still on my dining room table because every morning, after he takes his shower, he switches from, it's like Mr. Rogers, he takes off his sweater and he puts on his sweatshirt. So the sweater goes onto the dining room table where it stays until the next morning when he gets out of bed and puts it on like a bathroom. That is like Mr. Rogers. It's totally like Mr. Rogers. I'm going to have to tell him that later today. So Emilienne was knit in March of 2012. And here we are past March of 2018 and it's still worn daily. That's a pretty big win. That is. Yep. And the second sweater I was knitting at the same time is Laika, which is a pattern by Isolde Teague. And Charlene and I both knit this sweater. It's an all-over lace weight hooded cardigan that has, as a design feature, garter stitch that goes all around the border of the entire sweater. So imagine you pick up stitches from the bottom right, you go up the side of the sweater, around the hood, down the other side of the sweater, and then all the way around the hemline, back to the right corner again. And then you knit about a million rows of garter stitch to finish that sweater. And it's an ungodly number of stitches. It's to go There around. were several needles involved. Like yes. I didn't have a 
No, you wouldn't. Long enough, so you end <laughs> no, up with several sets of cirques in that that ending in that finishing. And what if you pick up? What if your pickup ratio isn't right? Oof, I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. Yeah. But and you, if I remember correctly, you also do that with the yarn held doubled. So mm-hmm. the body of the sweater, right. all lace, is knit with one strand fingering weight, and then the finishing is two strands held yeah, together. That's right. So where is my Laika now? Well, I'm super, super sad to say that my Laika never gets worn for a combination of reasons. When I decided to knit the sweater, I wanted it to have a zipper. The sweater is designed to have a pretty wide button band mm-hmm. and it double it has a double row of buttons. And I really wanted a sweater with a zipper. And I don't know why that was the sweater I wanted a zipper in, but I did. And I hand sewed in the zipper and it puckered and it looked awful. So I decided to take the zipper out and then I put in hook and eye closures, mm-hmm. which I really like. It is a different look, but as happens over time, that was finished in February of 2012, which was over six years ago. It was a somewhat snug sweater, like fitted sweater, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really fit over my body anymore. So it sits in the closet waiting for me to either lose weight or pass it on Mm -hmm. or who knows what, but it's in Madeline Tosh Venetian, which is, as you know, one of my all-time favorite Madeline Tosh colors. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful sweater. Yeah. The only thing I would recommend that people not do is put hook and eye closures on a lace weight sweater or on a lace open a lace pattern sweater because it does get stuck those hooks and eyes they get stuck on everything so it's very difficult to store the sweater because if i try to pull it out of the pile of sweaters it gets stuck on everything and snags happen and it's not very fun so mm. that would be a word of caution is that yeah. hooks and eyes and lace don't really go together which in hindsight Obviously, they don't go together. <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't thinking that. So hopefully, Laika will be back in my rotation soon because I really want to wear it again. So that's more incentive to lose weight so that I can wear my sweaters that during that era, I was knitting more form-fitted sweaters versus right. now I'm knitting more A-line oversized sweaters. The whole trend in sweaters changed yes. since then. Yes. So my fitted sweaters do not get as much wear. But that one's really pretty. and it's, It is really pretty. Yeah, it's longer. And do you still wear your Laika? I do. And when I wear it, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I so, really love it. That's one of those sweaters that, in the back of my head, I think I would like to knit again. Although that edging is the edging of nightmares. That's the sweater that killed you. Or broke yeah, your arm. That, that seriously is the yeah. sweater that... Uh, broke my arm, gave me tennis elbow, to be specific. I've often thought that if I knit it again, I would crochet the edging this time. That's what you did on Magnolia, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It worked so much better. Magnolia is a hohi locatelli sweater, reminiscent of like a cloud. Yes. Somewhat. It is, because it has the drop shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I love, love love that sweater which is why i am attracted to like a cloud because they're so similar <laughs> yeah the, the one thing i was planning to mention in like a cloud for stocking was that the only thing that puts me off is that it's open front because i'm not usually such a fan of the open front sweaters mm-hmm. but 
that seems like a sweater that's supposed to be open front to me. It like does. it's meant to just drape yeah. the way it drapes. So I don't think I'm going to let that stop me from knitting it, <laughs> even though Good. I won't be knitting it with a mohair blend yarn. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure I have lots of fingering weight in my stash that will work instead of, oh, shucks, I have to go buy more yarn because <laughs> I don't have a combination that works. So I kind of saved myself by my irritation to mohair yarn. So that's, should we have like a pause for a soap commercial? Where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> that was today's Brought edition to you of by Where Are They Now? Something, something, something. Exactly. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening, everybody. We'd be interested to hear, on, hear about where one of your sweaters is now. Tell us a story of a yeah. sweater that you've resurrected or like uh, Deborah Goldie girl did recently when we did yes, our sweater that's exercise. Right. She did. And she had yep. some photos to share too. That was really cool. Yeah. What she did, if you weren't following the thread, this was several episodes ago, she had several sweaters that she was considering giving away or getting rid of. And she put on her quote uniform t-shirt and jeans and she put each sweater on with that same outfit and took a front picture and a back picture of herself to decide if she should keep the sweaters or not. And several of them, she surprised herself by really liking them, even though she hadn't been wearing them for a long time. So it's an interesting exercise to see if, where is it now and where should it be now? Yeah. You never know. All right. I think that's it. I think that is. All right. Thanks for listening. Happy Happy knitting. knitting. Bye, everyone. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniac's Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.